and welcome to Medicine in the Kitchen, where we empower you with simple solutions to everyday health concerns. Welcome back to Medicine in the Kitchen, episode 71. Once again, I'm Felicia. And I'm Yasul, and we're your guides to empowered health. Today, we're talking about acupuncture, and I can't believe we've gone through 71 episodes without talking about acupuncture. Honestly, I don't know why we never even put it in the first season. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's one of those things where, like, you talk about it, think about it all the time, that you, like, don't realize it's something interesting and new. Well, I think we did the same thing with Ginger. Like, Ginger was, like, what, episode, I mean, season two or something like that, that we actually did a full episode on Ginger? Yeah, yeah. So, like most used things are often the ones that you I guess take for granted or forget about either that or because we mention it like every episode we're like yeah I know that makes sense everybody just knows yeah exactly um yeah yeah so I'm excited to talk about it and when we when we talked about doing this for the episode we did a little a quick search on origin so the the acupuncture that I do is definitely has its roots in traditional Chinese medicine. Um, that's kind of how we learned in school. Um, and then in our little search, we discovered that, yeah, acupuncture overall has its roots in Chinese medicine. And then it spread out to India, Japan, and other places where it was used in I guess, improved in their own version of acupuncture? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, I guess we should talk about what exactly acupuncture is. Because again, I'm like taking it for granted. I'm like, oh yeah, everyone knows what acupuncture is. Um, but yeah, that's not the case. That is very true. I mean, it's hard to do diagrams when it's just audio, but the first time I ever heard about acupuncture, I was like so scared because I'm like, oh my God, did they stick needles inside of me? But then again, when I was a kid, I went to a museum and like, it's a very fun interactive like science museum for kids. And oh. there was this bed of like needles. It's like, oh, do you want to lay down on the bed of needles? And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get stabbed. But then like you lay down on the flat gla- glass, sorry. Yeah, you lay down on the flat glass and then they slowly bring the needles up. Yeah. And then you don't you don't feel anything, you just lay and you're like, oh, oh my god, I'm laying in you know in a bunch of needles and you don't notice it. Same you can go inside a bubble. It's it's fun. It's a fun place. But anyways, um Is that the Ontario Science Center? No, feel- it's Mexico. Oh, because they had this a similar thing at the Ontario Science Center with the with the bed of needles. I never seen that one. I've seen the, the ball with, like, electricity. Yeah. Where you shake your head and it all stands up, which mine never fully stands up, but whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, my hair, my hair was always too long to actually go up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I would get, like, some of the little frizzies going up, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'd shake it harder, and you're, like, shaking your head as hard as you can, and only the fuzz, like, gets up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel like they probably don't have that at the Ontario Science Center anymore. 
but I think they did when I was a kid because I remember I remember doing something like that. Yeah. Um, as long as the kid doesn't like decide in the middle, oh, I'm going to get up now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That would be a problem. Exactly. But anyway, so like the point of all those is <laughs> that it sounds scary, but it's actually not, not that bad. Yeah. Even if you have a fear of like needles, it's not that bad. Yeah, exactly. And I find that usually is the first reaction to a lot of people when I tell them about acupuncture. It's like, um, I don't like needles. No, I'm not. Like, I'm not having you stick needles in me sort of thing. And then mm -hmm. they're even more surprised when I tell them it's a very relaxing treatment. Like, how could, it, how could I be relaxed when I have needles in me? Um, but the needles are very small. They're, um, they're like... They're almost hair like thin. The needles I use are usually about 0.25 of a centimeter. Um, and they can, they can vary in size, but they're usually very small. And most people don't even really feel them going in. Mm -hmm. um, and I've, I've done acupuncture on people who have had a fear of needles and they found the treatment relaxing and were surprised. I've even done acupuncture on kids, um, and it's usually once we kind of, I show them the needle, we play around with the needles a little bit um, to get them familiar with it. They're usually totally okay with it too. Mm -hmm. It's just, I think you don't, like you feel the needle, like when it goes in a little bit sometimes, like it's just a little pinprick, but after that, it's like, oh, the needle's gone, you know, kind of thing. You don't really feel it inside of you. I've gone to some acupuncturists where, like, they tap it, and I'm like, oh, God, don't touch it. <laughs> yeah. Especially if it's a really tender spot. It's like, oh, my God, please do not touch it. But um, aside from that, generally, you don't actually feel the needles inside, just, like, the little prick, and that's it. Yeah, so that actually brings me to a good point um, because, so, there's, like, so you know when you work out and there's like that good pain and then there's the bad pain from like being injured? Mm -hmm. um, so with acupuncture, I feel like there's also like a good pain. So in, um, in Chinese medicine, it's kind of, it's sort of like called a de chi sensation. And it's just kind of um, this, like it, it's kind of, the pain can be a little bit different for everyone, but generally it's like a deep achy pain that people will feel when the needles are in. And that's actually a good sign that we're moving chi um, or moving energy. So that's, that's not necessarily a bad thing. If you're sitting there though, and you're feeling like sharp stabbing pains and you're not able to relax because of the pain, then that's something that, needs to be adjusted, corrected, maybe take the needles out, um, mm -hmm. we hit the wrong spot sort of thing. But um, like a deep achy pain or like some people will feel tingling or some people will feel itchiness around the needle. Um, I think those are all, are all good signs. I think for me, generally, it's just more of the, um, it almost feels like from one point to the other, you can feel like a little bit of electricity running through kind of thing. 
Mm. Like that's generally like how I feel it, but you do get like the warm sensation in some parts and eh, it's not really like pain pain. It's just mostly sensation. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good way to describe it. Um, and I think it's it's really cool to be aware of those sensations too. And I think that's part of the the healing process is connecting to your body because a lot of the time we don't really take the time in the day to connect with our body and what we're feeling. And having mm-hmm. needles in your body sort of forces that. And I find that it also depends on... Um how people explain it to you because the first time I ever got it like they're like oh yeah we're just gonna stick needles in you kind of thing and I'm like okay I suppose you know luckily it wasn't like anywhere I couldn't well I still couldn't see my ears but it was like I could see the needle and that like calmed me down like I'm weird that way that if I'm gonna get a shot I need to see them doing like where they're putting the shot kind of thing Okay. Or else I, I, I like panic. I'm like, I don't, I have no control kind of thing, right? Yeah. So, um, they were doing it on my ear. They did it on part of my face too, but like, it was fine. But at least I could see the needle for the first time. Be like, oh, this is what it is. And like the first few spots they put the needles in, it didn't hurt. And I was like, oh, okay, I can do this. And then they hit that one spot. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. But then afterwards, like, I didn't even feel it. It was just there. And like I said, it was like a little warm radiation of sensation in that one area where it was mostly tender. And then we was good. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's an important point, too, is, like, how it's explained. Because I find, so I am very much um, a fan of, like, looking at a treatment or patient visit or or really any healthcare experience as like the whole experience. So if you're having a practitioner not fully explain what's going to happen or um, you, you're going into the treatment with a whole bunch of anxiety about the treatment um, and your questions aren't answered, that's probably going to color your treatment a little bit differently than if you're going in feeling like, okay, I know what's going to happen. I know the risks. I know the benefits. Um, I know that I can stop the treatment at any time. Um, and going in with sort of that um, mentality. Yeah. is a lot more healing and effective than, than not really having a proper explanation. Yeah. And like, I don't know about you, but I've seen like the diagrams. I know you didn't have any of the diagrams in your room, but like, um, I've gone to like the Chinese medicine stores and uh, Chinese doctors for the acupuncture before. Mm-hmm. And they have all those diagrams and not a single one of them is in English. Mm-hmm. So then you're sitting there and you see all these spots on the body where people can like, you know, use acupuncture on you and you're like, okay, that's nice. What is this? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's true. And there are a lot of points uh, mm-hmm. on the body. I do actually have, I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they're like those little models. It's like a a little person with all the acupuncture points on them. Yes, I've seen them. They're like this white little male-ish looking, like 
not, not, not like the drying dolls, but like one of those that just stands. Yeah. And it has all these little dots all over them and then little writing on the side. Yes. Yeah. So I do have one of those. It wasn't, it wasn't out when you were in the office. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I find it fascinating and cool that there's so many points on the body. But yeah, I can see it being overwhelming if you don't know what the treatment is going to entail and you just like are looking at this thing and it's like, are they going to needle all of those points mm -hmm, on me? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the answer to that is hopefully no. Uh, if you're in my office, it's definitely no. Um, usually, hopefully just a few areas, not everything. Yeah. So usually I find if you're kind of taking a holistic approach to whatever concern you're coming in with, I say less is more. So if we're doing, and I mean, it depends on, on the issue. Um, but if you're coming in for something, um, usually I'm sort of having an awareness of the issue, like say it's, it can be pain, it can be um, menstrual irregularities, it can be um, energy, mood, really acupuncture can be used for so many different things. Um, but we'll usually start with looking at the main concern. But then I'm also asking about digestion and um, diet and, and stress and um, sleep, uh, mood. So I'm kind of looking at everything and then we sort of pick the points that benefit the body overall. Um, so usually we're, we're, we have a focus. So we're not just, let's needle all the points on the body. It's, okay, let's focus on this organ or this meridian or um, I find one of the most common meridians I end up working on, or I'd say the two most common meridians I end up working on are the spleen and the liver. So usually we'll, we'll do those points. And then if the person has sort of like a pain issue or um, a muscle issue, then we'll add in some points around the specific area as well. Um, but usually we're treating sort of the whole body. So sometimes someone will come in with, say, um, hip pain or elbow pain, and then I start needling their feet, and they're like, but wait, my pain is on my hip or my pain is on my elbow. Like, why are you needling mm -hmm. my feet? And it's because we're kind of trying to address the whole body because probably if you're having um, pain in your hip or elbow, there's probably more behind that unless, unless you've had an injury um, specifically to that area and it's acute and it hasn't been lingering, um, then we might kind of focus more locally on that area. Although I also probably will ask about um, lifestyle and sort of what led to the injury because sometimes that can give us insight as to the whole picture as well for example every time well not every time but most times when i have a fall or an injury it's because i've been doing too much um, or i've been too busy so then it's about addressing that as well as the actual mm -hmm. injury itself sometimes it is those like 
your body's telling you to stop in a way and you're not listening. So it's like, here you go. You're going to stop. Exactly. Exactly. So I always say too, like if you're not addressing the root cause, if your body's telling you to stop and you're like, no, I don't want to stop. I want to get acupuncture, make Mm -hmm. this go away and then just keep going as I was going. Then in that case, the acupuncture, we could do acupuncture, but you're probably not going to end up with the results that you want. Exactly. Exactly. Um, we don't pay attention to our bodies enough. They are very, very wise. Mm-hmm. They're regulating a lot of things for us that we don't even notice because we take it for granted. And sometimes it has to take extreme measures to be like, yo, I said stop. Yeah. And like, there's this magical thing ha- that happens when you actually start listening to your body. It's almost like it, it can help guide you in a way. And like, a lot of the time we sort of get caught up in our heads and it's like, well, I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this. But then when we're forced to stop and our body forces us to pay attention to it, it kind of puts things in perspective. And it's like, well, did I really need to do that thing? Was that really like, uh, should that have been a priority? Do I have other priorities? Um, and it's, it's a really good point for reflection as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for anybody who doesn't understand the, what we're trying to get at, it's like, say you, I don't know, are walking somewhere and you stab yourself with something small. Maybe it's a sliver from like the, the deck or something. And you're like, ah, it's okay. I got, I'll get to it later. It's not a big deal. So you walk with it, it aches obviously a little bit. Then you forget about it, but then you start walking again and it starts aching even more. And then when you try to get to it, you can't find that little sliver as easy as before. And it just keeps getting like annoying until you have to go to the doctors to get it, you know, removed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And like, if you never stop to take the sliver out, it's just going to keep telling you in other ways. Yes, exactly. Um, so we've talked about uh, what it is and how it's useful. And um, I just wanted to point back to the diagram thing. And I know this is going to sound really geeky and nerdy and, you know, revealing my anime love inside, but whatever. Um, one of the things that those charts kind of like why I wasn't full on like anxiously panicking when I was left in the room by myself for a bit was, I don't know if anybody's seen Naruto. Uh, in Naruto, they talk about the chakras and they talk about like energy circulating. They're, I guess chi, but for them, I forgot what it was called, like their ninja energy. And you see like the little marks. And I was like, oh my God, those are the same little marks that are on this chart. Okay. We're doing ninja stuff. I was really young when I went, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, we are doing ninja helped. stuff. We are doing ninja stuff. So it really helps. So um, for like, especially because you work with children sometimes, it's, it's good to kind of explain it in a way that they can relate and be like, oh yes, I remember, I don't know, making this up. When Naruto did this and his chakra thingy didn't work and he couldn't do whatever. Yeah, that kind of thing, you know? But um, there are other things that you can do aside from like the needles. I know that my mom's gotten the, like the little suction cups, like the little cupping stuff 
that's not yes. part of like the same thing i think yeah so cupping um cupping is kind of it's another modality in traditional chinese medicine and often so when it's I, not part of it um it's not it's not acupuncture but i do when i do cupping um i usually am putting the cups on along certain acupuncture like along certain meridians or certain points um so it kind of it's still using the meridians and the points um depending who does the cupping because i find a lot of people a lot of practitioners these days do cupping but they use it more as a massage technique mm. um, and they, a lot of people i know who do cupping don't actually have um the the traditional chinese medicine background or, or anything like that mm -hmm. um, and they're using it more as like um a massage technique which which works really well so for those who don't know cup, what cupping is um it's basically um taking cups and i use glass cups with fire um but there are all kinds of options some will use um sort of like silicone cups um some use plastic cups um and basically what it is is um so for me i use the glass cups with the fire and i use the fire to create uh, a vacuum in the cup and then apply the cup to um a muscle like to the skin over like a big muscle group and mm -hmm. basically the vacuum sucks up the the skin and the muscle a little bit so it it's almost like a reverse massage in a sense instead of pressing down on the muscle you're lifting the muscle up and it helps kind of relieve muscle tension or in sort of TCM terms it um helps move stagnation or move stuck energy um so yeah so the, it so for me I'll usually do that i find the most common place that i do cupping is on the back and mm -hmm. there's um the urinary bladder meridian on the back um which has a whole bunch of points that support all of the organ systems so there's um what are called back shoe points and they're just sort of supportive points overall for the organ system so there's pretty much all of the organs are are lined up on that on that meridian so there's the back shoe of the liver the spleen the heart pretty much all of the the organ systems there so that's usually the most common place that I'm doing cupping it's the back also is like a very big muscle group it's a place where a lot of people hold tension and stiffness um so that's that's an option usually if i'm doing the cupping then i'm not doing acupuncture some mm. will do both but i for me i just find that's a little bit too stimulating um so i just usually will do one or the other the other thing about cupping is it it is quite um depending on the person it can be quite an intense treatment so if it's someone who has like a low energy or 
um, is very sensitive. Um, I would go for something more gentle like acupuncture um, because a lot of people can can end up being in more pain after the cupping if if they're not um, vital enough for it, if that makes sense. It does. And I've seen people who've done it, like got it done. I know that my mom has gotten it done before. And they come out with like the little circles on their back. And some people, it almost looks kind of like a bruise. Other people, not so much. It's just like a little red bump. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 And the theory is, um, depending on how much stagnation the person has with so someone who has a lot more work that needs to be done, will usually end up bruising more than someone who doesn't have as much stagnation. Mm. Um, And it's interesting too, because I find if someone is like getting sick, like getting a cold or something, and we sort of do cupping. So it's done actually a lot on the chest as well um, for like respiratory sicknesses to sort Mm -hmm. of clear out the phlegm. And I find if someone is, um, has a virus at the, or has symptoms of being sick at that time, um, they will tend to get more of a reaction from the cupping, more redness, more bruising, which is, I, I find that super interesting. Hmm. No, that's actually kind of interesting because I didn't realize that that's how it, like, why some people got more, like, darker color bruising well, the other people had red. I thought just maybe, you know, they left it on longer for some people than others. But now, now I know. Yeah. And I mean, it can be that too. There, there are so many factors involved as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like even being aware of things like if someone has um, anemia or a blood clotting disorder or um, is on blood thinners, those, that can all impact it as well. And in some of those cases, you don't want to do cupping at all. Um, so just hmm. being aware of that too. So we should probably do another episode on cupping and like cover everything that we can. Yes, that's a good idea. Yeah, because like as, as I'm talking about, I'm like, there's a lot we could talk about here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that, um, let's talk more about like the little seeds, the magnets, and the little tacks, and like the acupressure, because I feel that's more acupuncture based maybe yeah i mean i would say all of these sort of body modalities are along the same lines where the idea behind it is so wherever there's stagnation or stuck energy um and whether that's like presents as muscles being um sort of sticky and tense or um, it presents as pain of some sort. Um, The goal is to move that energy and have it flowing freely and not be stuck anywhere in the body. It's usually where it gets stuck is where we get pain and and issues. Um, So all of these modalities, their goal is to kind of move that energy. So acupuncture does that by inserting a needle into where the energy might be stuck and sort of breaking it up. Um, The seeds, so you don't have to insert needles. You can use, like you mentioned, seeds and magnets or tacks. 
Um, and those are just sort of sticky things that you put on the acupuncture or acupressure points and just press on them to kind of try and, and break up that energy that way. Um, and yeah, yeah, so they're all kind of trying to do the same thing, but the, the C's are super cool because that's something that once you've sort of been educated in how to use them, you can easily use those at home. I do like the seeds a lot better than the tacks because I find that sometimes like uh, the tacks with clothing or when you shower, they can kind of wash off and scrape a little bit of your skin. Yeah. Uh, the seeds, obviously, not so much and you can actually press on them and I mean, they still kind of bother some of them every once in a while, but it's not as bad as with the tacks. They're still nice, but the one that you gave me, I think it was last year, was the magnets, which I really, really loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people really like the magnets. And it's basically just like a little magnet um, with like a, I guess like a band-aid is what I would compare it to. Yeah. Um, and you just sort of stick the magnet over the point and sort of press on it. Um, whenever you kind of feel the pain or I find a lot of people who have anxiety or even for like addictions um, mm. will use seeds or magnets and whenever they feel the anxiety or um, feel a craving or, or something like that they'll just sort of push on it to kind of keep energy flowing and it also brings a bit of awareness to okay, in this moment, I'm feeling this, let's connect to my body. And it, it gives an opportunity to connect with the body. Mm -hmm. That is really, really fascinating. So um, I guess we can like touch up on acupressure a little bit. Like, is it extremely different from like reflexology? No. So I would say that's like, I think reflexology comes more from Japan, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. But it's, well, this is, let me Google that. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's the same principle where you're sort of pushing on points in the body to move sort of stuck energy. Okay, so um, apparently they have found pictographs in ancient Egyptian tombs. Ooh. But um, it has been recorded also on statues of Buddha's feet in India and later in China. So. So not Japan? Not Japan. Some people say like China was the one that developed it a bit more. So I don't fully know because it says that uh, Marco Polo kind of translated the books into Italian. Uh, so I'm guessing whoever traded with the Egyptians, send that information elsewhere, ended up in China, got a little bit like more details since like they already liked, you know, acupuncture and believed in all that. And then it was sent back to like India and the rest of the world. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and it is like, I feel like even just um, if you start to sort of connect with your own body and like in my practice as well, like I, 
you really can start to feel points on the body. And like, as I was studying acupuncture and I've never like formally studied reflexology, so I can't comment too much on that. Um, but when I started studying it, it was all very like theory based. And I was just going off of what I read in my textbook or what my professor told me. But as I kind of get more experience with it, you can actually feel kind of the points on the body and where, where things get stuck. Like it, it feels different than other areas on the body. And it's like, um, I, can, I can see how they, how different areas in the world would start to sort of come to this realization if you work with enough bodies and um, enough of the same thing over time. And it's, yeah. it's amazing how, how well it works. No, 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 I totally, totally agree. I mean, it's all about like working with multiple people. You think, oh, this is just unique to one person. But when you start working with others, you're like, oh, no, general population has this. And I can sort of find out where some of the root causes are by the same thing. You, you start seeing, or in your case, feeling where things are stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, like as I like I'm always still learning. Really like I, I love getting patient feedback because like sometimes I'll feel a point and I'm like, oh, this definitely feels like a like an area that needs work. And then I'll have like as I'm thinking this, I'll have the patient be like, that's like a really sore spot. Or like I've even had um I've even like felt an area before and and felt like like it was um tense or there was there was work that needed to be done there and i've had a patient be like oh like how did you know to go to that spot like i broke my arm there a few years ago and it's like like because i'm still learning and i think i'll be learning for the rest of my life um i'm like oh that's like super cool that like that the body sort of keeps a record of that and working through it ends up causing like very physical changes that you can actually see and feel like patient themselves can see and feel but then i can also externally see and feel which mm -hmm. i find so fascinating mm -hmm. totally agree totally agree and as i was looking into things because like well first i'll say my point and then into the other part I find that the body, like, say, for the broken arm, it knows it's a weaker area. It knows it needs to be protected more. So, like, the body compensates in that area to try to protect from future injury or to let it heal properly while it's healing and it just stays kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And then um, I found this thing where it said that there are, like, some of the therapies, like, say, acupuncture and acupressure are 
complementary. So it's not the same thing, but they're very, very complementary to each other. So like acupressure, acupuncture, aromatherapy with hypnotherapy, massage with meditation, reflexology with Reiki, Tai Chi, and yoga, which kind of makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I would say I probably use like a few of those things, like all in one treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because like, I feel like acupuncture is the most effective if you're combining it with meditation, because like I really, I mean, I, I feel like when someone's putting needles into you, you sort of have to pay attention to your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I have seen acupuncture treatments where um, there isn't as much mindfulness happening. And mm-hmm. those those might be effective as well, but in my in my experience, I find like I I always like to give um, the patient some quiet time when we put the needles in because I think it's really important to sort of have that I'm connecting with my body instead of I'm trying to maintain a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes sometimes it's the case where. I'll put needles in and like the floodgates open and um, the person I'm working with is just like letting everything out and just talking for the whole treatment. And in that case, I think that's, that's sort of another, another way of healing, but I'm sort of getting off topic here. I no, think, no, 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 uh, it's okay. <laughs> I was going to uh, say maybe it's more of an adaptogenic kind of thing. So like the person that needs to sit with their body and like think about it it helps you focus on that and then there's the person that needs to release a lot of things and they usually can't and then when you do it maybe it allows it to become easier yeah yeah exactly and I think that's why um every person's different and that's that's why it's so important to have like individualized treatment as opposed to sort of and I mean protocols sometimes are nice because they they make it easier and like there's you know something works for one person so it might it might work for someone else but I think that individual aspect is always really important Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but before I kind of got on my tangent there um yeah I was just commenting on yeah all of those complimentary things that you said goes so well together, like the meditation aspect. Um, usually I'm playing music during an acupuncture session, um, which is, I think is, I think sound therapy is so powerful. It is. Um, yeah, so that's, that's usually there too. And the aromatherapy, depending on, on the patient, some patients have um, chemical sensitivities or like are very sensitive to smells, so we won't do the aromatherapy. Um, but even then, I find that as long as you're playing with like the five senses, it is very therapeutic in a way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's all like forcing you to be aware, right? Like if there's music playing and there's a smell happening and you're getting needles in your body, you have to sort of be aware, like, there's a lot to kind of draw you to the present moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
which is all about like meditation, like being in the present, not thinking about, oh God, what am I going to make for dinner tonight? Oh no, the kids, this and stuff like that. Exactly. Exactly. And really, I think, and I mean, this is like a big statement here, but I think most um, ailments can be effectively addressed with mindfulness and meditation. I think it's more just getting to that point of being in the present moment. Um, that's a struggle for, for a lot of people. And mm -hmm. things like acupuncture and aromatherapy and all of that are tools to help bring you to, to the present moment. And I find that a lot of um, acupuncture pressures is not just like the, the practitioner just doesn't just put the needles in it. They're generally involved a bit of more like this is the kind of diet you should start following to help you with whatever it might be or our lifestyle change. And here are some like herbs. Make sure you take this. And it's kind of like a whole combination, not just like needles in your body and let you sit there for a few minutes with them. And then boom, you're, you're good for like forever. It's, it's more like, mm. here's a couple like other things that will help you along the way in your healing kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, it is a whole experience for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do find, I mean, depending on, on the issue, like I, it does usually take more than, more than one treatment. Um, mm -hmm. I find what I find really interesting is sometimes people will, so like, and it always depends on the person. Sometimes people will do the one treatment and then have other tools that they use to to help manage, and that sort of keeps things flowing. But sometimes I find people will feel good for a couple of days and then need another treatment or good for mm -hmm. a week and then need another treatment. And then as they get more treatments, they get more connected to their body and then they're able to sort of address things on their own before they get um, so stuck that they need extra help. Um, mm -hmm. and it, it leads to a whole a whole different way of living almost. I've had a lot of patients be like, okay, so I came in here for acupuncture for my back pain. And like, that's pretty much gone now. But I've also noticed I'm not as angry and I'm, I don't feel as frustrated anymore. Or I'm, I have a lot more patience, um, which I think is super cool as well. I think like I said, it's, it's a whole thing. It's the whole, they're all connected in a way. And because it, you're playing with multiple sensations, it is healing in multiple ways. And like you're saying, people are getting more connected to their bodies. They're realizing certain things. You start taking a lifestyle change, mm -hmm. which also really helps. And I think that's one of the key things. We're stuck in like this idea of what we have to do. But in reality, we have a lot more freedom but we ourselves put ourselves into this little jail of like, this is the routine we have to follow. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Yeah. I think that was, I mean, we covered a lot, maybe not super detailed, but I mean, acupuncture could take two or three episodes. Yeah. I was just going to say, I, I could probably just keep going all day. 
and maybe we'll touch upon it maybe this will be acupuncture you know part one like just a basic <laughs> intro and then we'll do another one and we'll get more in detail of different areas or something mm-hmm. yeah yeah and um let us know if you have any questions i also wrote um like a little article on acupuncture that we can maybe post on on the website at some point for sure um, with just some some more info about it and there's also some videos on youtube so there's this video that oprah did on um, the dr oz show and it's mm-hmm. like not at all how an acute how an actual acupuncture session would go <laughs> but it is quite funny so i linked that video in there and then i linked a video of how an actual acupuncture session might go as well. I gotta say, I used to love Dr. Oz, but like, I don't watch it anymore. But yeah, <laughs> it had some stuff that you're like, oh yeah, no, that's that's kind of cool. I like this. But you're like, oh, is it accurate? Yeah, he does. He's actually really great for sort of bringing awareness of other things that are out there. Yes, I agree he, with that. He just embellishes it. Or... <laughs> Makes it more entertainment friendly, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, if anybody's seen Cells at Work on Netflix, I think it's a similar concept. Oh, yeah, Cells at Work. That's a really cute show. Mm-hmm. And there's a YouTube video where a doctor actually talks about it. And he's like, no, this is accurate. Just, I mean, not exactly little humans living inside of you, but yes, this is accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let us know if you guys have any questions. If you want to try acupuncture, Felicia will most likely be doing all that. I cannot. (laughs) Um, I can help with the food-wise, but not the acupuncture. Uh, If you want to share your experiences as well, let us know if you actually want to try acupuncture at one point. We're always happy to talk. Uh, We will be back in two weeks. You can rate, comment, and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also donate on our pod, oh, sorry. You can also donate to our podcast on our coffee page, Medicine in the Kitchen, at uh, ko-fi.com/medicineinthekitchen, and that's all together. Invite your friends to join our community and improve their health. You can also follow us on our social media, Sweet Nutritionista, and Alicia Senza ND. We'll be posting as often as we can. Thank you for joining us. See you next time and happy healing.